Welcome back to another episode of the Hatchets Weekly News Podcast, Getting to the Bottom of It. I'm Alec Rich. So the last time we discussed GW Sports on this podcast back in November, it served as a primer for the start of both men's and women's basketball seasons. But since that point, the winter sports season has gotten off to a bit of a rocky start. Between the coronavirus restrictions and inclement weather, volleyball, gymnastics, and both basketball squads have faced a slew of challenges early this year, which may or may not be an indicator of how the season might play out for the numerous other teams which are slated to start up again soon. So to give an update on what's transpired so far, I spoke with the Hatchet Sports Editor, Emily Mays. All right, Emily, thanks so much for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me on again. Just to start as a baseline, can you give us a general sense of how the pandemic has impacted GW Sports? Yeah, the pandemic has impacted GW Sports quite a bit. Um, I think the most recognizable impact would be that most sports will be playing in the spring um, after the Atlantic 10 postponed fall sports um, to the spring. We've started to see um, their schedules be released with volleyball, um, men's water polo, different sports like that. Um, Schedules are also really different than they have been in years past. They're smaller and more regionalized, um, and that's both to um, save money after the pandemic as well as reduce the spread from traveling across the country. Um, I think volleyball is a really good example of a smaller regionalized schedule. Um, In a normal year, they'd play like three to four non-conference tournaments in North Carolina, Florida, Texas, a considerable distance from D.C., Um, But this year, they just played two non-conference games, um, one at Delaware State and one at Morgan State, um, before they opened their conference schedule in George Mason. So COVID protocols have also been implemented in terms of wearing masks, hand sanitizer, social distancing, you know, everything we've kind of seen. And could you talk through a little bit of the NCAA guidelines regarding Tier 1 members of teams who are the ones that includes student-athletes, coaches, and athletic trainers, and physical therapists who are in close contact and aren't always able to physically distance? Yeah, so student-athletes and other Tier 1 members are tested multiple times a week for COVID-19. They, like volleyball, another example, they have to wear masks when they play. They don't switch sides after each game, so that has been implemented. um, Social distancing in practice and prior to games. So which teams, in your view, thus far have been impacted the hardest? Three teams definitely come to mind. Men's basketball, men's tennis, and women's squash. Men's basketball is currently on a pause that has postponed seven games after head coach Jamie Christian tested positive for COVID-19 January 19th. So they've definitely been hit pretty heavily um, in terms of the game schedule. All in all, they've postponed nine of their 18 Atlantic 10 games after postponing two games earlier in the season. So I guess just to walk through all the postponements, they got through their non-conference schedule without any COVID issues in the program, and they were able to slot in and fill in games where their competition had COVID issues and had to pause. So they got through their non-conference slate, no worries. They started Atlantic 10 play two and one. They got off to a kind of hot start. And then the insurrection at the Capitol occurred and they postponed their first game against Massachusetts as a result of the district-wide curfew. And their following game against St. Bonaventure was postponed due to GW's first positive COVID test in their program among a staff member in the team's traveling party. But they weren't out of commission very long. They got back to practice the following night after additional contact tracing and testing. And then they were able to play their next two games without any problems. 
and then they announced their second pause, which is their current pause, January 19th, after head coach Jimmy Christian tested positive, and they've postponed the seven following games. They have, I want to say, four games left in their schedule to play, and none of those postponed games have been rescheduled, have been canceled as of yet. So, you know, there's nothing concrete about what the Atlantic 10 plans to do about playing those games, not playing those games, until further you know, schedule updates have been released. And do we have any sense of how these postponements, whether it's with men's basketball or another team, has impacted the morale of student-athletes overall as they're trying to push through this time? Yeah, we haven't spoken with student-athletes specifically, you know, from men's basketball, you know, the team that has been postponed. But I can't imagine it's easy to, you know, know that you've been exposed to a virus or that your teammates and coaches who a lot of student athletes consider an extension of their family to be exposed to a virus on top of you know the normal responsibilities of being a student and not having that sport that they rely on to you know blow off steam or you know to share their passion of playing basketball to not have that um i can't imagine it's easy and i also want to mention that the fact that we've talked before on this podcast in the fall about programs being cut entirely due to the economic shortfall from the pandemic. And I want to ask kind of what can you tell us about some of those teams like women's squash and, and men's tennis this year? Men's tennis and women's squash were included in the seven sports that will be cut at the end of the 2020-21 season. And unfortunately, they will not be able to play their final season as a varsity sport at GW this year mostly due to not having enough student-athletes come back to campus to form a full roster. So men's tennis requires at least six players to, you know, field a full team, and they only had one player come back. And women's squash has a nine-member ladder. Um, That's kind of the bare minimum they need to play, and they only had three players come back. So they won't be able to play their final season, and women's squash, even if they did, come back to play a final season, they would only have one competitor to play against in the University of Virginia, just because, you know, the Ivy Leagues and the Liberty League canceled their winter sports. So that took a big chunk of their competition away for this season. We spoke to student athletes about it. They said that, you know, it is disappointing, but they recognize that the COVID-19 pandemic is still continuing and there are health risks involved with playing sports, especially, you know, close contact sports like women's squash. And especially because those two rosters are so heavily international, you know, student athletes kind of had to make that decision of leaving your family in another country where the COVID situation might be a little bit better than it is here in the U.S. to come back to play a sport. Tani Vogel said about 80 to 85 student athletes as a whole from the athletic department either decided to stay at home and not come back to campus or they transferred. And lastly, do you have any idea of how NGW Sports is is going to be able to move forward in terms of how people are feeling and managing this? Yeah, you know, student athletes and coaches have been really positive, you know, but they also recognize that there are health concerns. You know, we spoke to Coach Rizzotti and Coach Christian prior to the season, and they said that, you know, they prepared their team for starts and stops and the unknowns that come with playing a season during a pandemic. But student athletes have said that, you know, they want to play, that the sports they play are kind of an escape for a couple minutes or a couple hours from what's going on in the world. You know, and overall, I think the athletic department has been, I guess, very positive toward their ability to keep student athletes safe. All right, Emily, thanks so much. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me on. That's all for this week. 
Getting to the Bottom of It is hosted by Alec Rich and is produced by Gwen Wheeler. 